You're hanging out with your friends at a pool party, tanning, listening to music, drinking cocktails and mocktails. It's been a good day in the sun. Then, all of a sudden, the liquid in your red solo cup starts to ripple. The ground beneath your feet starts to rumble. And here comes a T-Rex out of the trees. You're scared, panicking. Should you scream? Should you run? Should you find a Jeep? TM. How would you survive? Well, don't worry. Mammals have outlived dinosaurs before, and we can outlive dinosaurs again. How? Let's find out. Hello, and welcome to Survivor Die Trying, the podcast where we'll learn to survive anything and everything life can throw at you. I'm Cameron Esposito, comedian, actor, writer, and survival expert. And with the help of some amazing guests, I'll help guide you through some of life's stickiest situations, from hurricanes to bad breakups. No topic is off the table, and we'll bring you tips and tricks every week with a new episode out each Wednesday. But before we start, I do need to say this show is for entertainment purposes only. Experts say we are not, in fact, experts. And today we'll be talking surviving the return of the dinosaurs. Okay, to be honest, I am a huge Dino fan. I love movies about dinosaurs. I like thinking about dinosaurs. I like dinosaur pajamas. Before we get started with the rest of the episode, I want to thank all of you who downloaded and listened to our previous episodes. And I also want to welcome to the show producer Chelsea Jacobson. Chelsea, how are you today? I'm amazing. I also love dinosaurs. I'm excited. Yeah, this is going to be real good. And we have a wonderful guest. Rachel Scanlon will be on the show. We're going to cover a few of the species of dinosaurs. We're going to talk about how to survive an encounter with a dinosaur. And also, we will play a game of Thrive, Survivor, Take a Dive, where we'll ask how celebrities would handle encountering real, live dinosaurs. Stick around. I'm incredibly excited because I have a, a guest. Well, first of all, producer Chelsea's with me today. We love producer Chelsea. Chelsea, um, looking great, looking fiery with your red background, which we love. Spice Rooney, very, um, very hot ones, you know, really nice. Like a really good, like very good. I did not pick out the color, but I mean, I think it looks cute on you. What a weird thing to say about a background. Also, uh, the guest <laughs> today's episode is uh, Rachel Scanlon, who has an amazing podcast called uh, Two Dykes and a Mic, which I just got to be a guest on. That is a fun show. Oh, you crushed it. You have cornered the market on fun shows. I mean, there's shows and then there's fun shows. Listen, number one thing we're trying to do, fun. Number two, gay fun. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, same thing. Yeah. Now, today we brought you here to talk about dinos, and I just want to start by thrilling both of you with a story that's a full brag. Last year, I went to Hawaii with my wife. We went to Kauai, and she had researched ahead of time that there is a helicopter tour that you can take where you go across the entire island, and you land at this part of, you know, the, you know, the part of Jurassic Park where they go, where he's, they're helicoptering in and then they land. It's the part where he goes, welcome to Jurassic Park. That part, they land, there's a waterfall. You know what I'm talking about, right? Of course. There's a helipad right in front of a waterfall. And you, this one company has it contracted so that they can land there. And the guy who was giving us the tour is like a former, 
I must be like a Navy helicopter pilot, but then he also is a native Hawaiian. He's native to Kauai. And so he knew like all of the specifics about, you know, like the spiritual things involved with the mountains that we were passing. And like, here's what we consider to be like the birthplace of the island and all this stuff. But then also beyond, so we're, you're wearing like cans, I think is what you call them. Wearing headphones, <laughs> like the big ones that also do hearing protection. You're wearing those. And he's talking to you, but also he had sound cues for any moment that we were passing something where they've filmed a movie or TV show. And it's like a lot because it's a beautiful place. But anyway, when you land there, (laughs) he's playing the Jurassic Park theme song. And then (gasps) when you get out, and this is like a sort of big, like very handsome dude. And you go over to the waterfall. And then this is when he pulls out the plastic dino that he has. And he'll take a picture of you but like put the dino in the foreground so it looks like the dino is about to eat you and I gotta be honest with you it was one of the greatest experiences of my life that's such a nice touch do you know what I'm saying to have that experience do you mean every single part every (laughs) every single part and then I also have a miniature dinosaur that's gonna look huge in a photo I mean it's the details yeah, and it was in a secret spot in the helicopter. So before the <sighs> photos, you didn't even know about it. It's not like you like saw the dino. Anyway, can either of you believe my life? I mean, first of all, just having a <laughs> wife is the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like that is really major. And then a helicopter <laughs> right. in Hawaii? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It was incredibly gorgeous. But the reason I say this story on today's episode is because I'm going to start with our dinos by talking about sort of just like our pop culture moments that have affected us. And for me, I'm like a huge Jurassic Park fan. Like Mm. I remember when that movie came out. I'm older than you. Can you remember when that movie came out? Because I think I was like 10. I feel like you were babies. I feel like you were unborn. I think I was unborn, the unborn. I think it was before my time. However, I know the Laura Dern fashion that has affected the (laughs) queer community very strong, you know. That's one of the most important things to make sure you know about. I think that the, yeah, the lesbian community saw Jurassic Park and was like, great, we're going to get ascots, we're going to get denim, and we're going to get khaki, and we're going to really lean into that for the next decade. And I still have. I mean, of course. The only argument that I have there with with what you've said is that perhaps Dr. Ian Malcolm played by Jeff Goldblum, is actually more of a queer icon in terms of lesbian fashion. Like, Mm. it's either that or it's neck and neck because he's incredibly sexy in that film. So it's 100%. You didn't exist yet when that movie came out, but you've seen it, right? You've seen the original Jurassic Park? I've no. seen clips on yes? TikTok. No. <gasps> <gasps> oh, that Wait, and, so and I've played the Jurassic Park theme song in a medley in band. So I okay. know the music that very well. Is hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Two things to say about that. One is the reason that Jurassic Park was so indelible, if you're like of a certain age, I think it was like, like I said, I think it was 10, is that it, the idea that, and this is so old hat now, like we have Marvel movies, we have the zillion Jurassic Park sequels, but when that movie came out, it was. Nobody could imagine that through both animatronics and like some CG that like does not hold up that that you could have people standing next to moving dinosaurs like that didn't like that was that was 
bananas. It felt very real. And it was it was off the edge of what we could imagine at that time. Imagine a world where you haven't seen moving dinosaurs next to moving people. Because that wow. was the world that I lived in as a young child. Oh, my God. We've I mean, come so far. Honestly. We have come so far. Almost everything's changed. Everything's but changed. You can that. see that now in, like, pornography easily. You know what I'm saying? Like, that you is see, a it's really crazy. good point. Yeah. I said pornography too full. Have I said the full word f- felt like so educational? I felt really smart saying pornography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that's that's like how it's going to be written about in legislation where it's banned. You know what I mean? Yes. Pornography. <laughs> Dinosaur pornography. Like it's not yes. going to be shortened. A hundred. No. Uh, they're not going to say dino porn when they're writing it mm, into law. Mm, no. Also, <laughs> I want to just add that in terms of the Jurassic Park theme song, it's had another really resonant moment in my life, which is that when I turned 40, I had a 40th birthday party where I booked life-size walking dinosaurs to show up at the party. I'm like, actually oh, really yeah. dinosaurs. Okay. Um, all my friends were in my backyard. It was like sort of still in a time in COVID where like you were all vaccinated, but you could kind of only be outside together. And so they just thought we were having a backyard party. But then from around the corner walks out this woman. She has a boom box, <gasps> an actual boom box. She puts it down. She's dressed as like a trainer from Jurassic Park khaki. Then <laughs> she flips on the boom box. Suddenly a, I'm going to say 10 foot tall velociraptor starts <gasps> to walk around the corner. That's a service I've the- provided. The classic, like, bomb, 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 da da da, yeah. da, 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 da. Okay, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, other times when we were growing up, do you have other, like, dinosaur reference points from pop culture? Like, Godzilla or, like, a Flintstones sort of a thing or, like, Toy Story? My first ever long-term girlfriend. And then F- I started to notice a pattern. This girl that I was with for, like, at the time forever, we're talking less than two years, okay? But in my mind, I was like, this is adulthood. This is long-term. She was so deeply into dinosaurs in a way that I was like, did I miss something? Like, she, it was a part of her identity where I was like having to, when you are like, I'm a bad gift giver. So I just remember for those two years being like, you're getting a dinosaur blanket. You're getting a keychain, <laughs> a coloring book. Like I, there was one oh. year she gave me like a personalized inscribed pocket watch with my initials on it. Like the nicest gift I'd ever received. And I gave her like a dinosaur coloring book. Like this is the same, right? <laughs> like, and it was dino. Not She had dinosaur tattoos. Do you remember what dinosaur? It was supposed to be true to how based on like the the most scientific research we have now the most accurate articulation based on the bones of like a you know the huge ones like a like a brontosaurus maybe but it looked skinny and it was so colorful but her whole thing was like every dinosaur that you see right now is like a cartoon version like most dinosaurs actually had feathers was her thing. I was the gonna, of times I, knew that the, I, I knew the feathers <laughs> honestly when you said yes. I knew I knew they're gonna be like I knew this person was like um they would look more like chickens than lizards like yes, I knew yes, that about this yes. person like I 100%. already knew that I feel like there is like a niche subsect of lesbians who are so deeply into like fossils and dinosaurs and bones and like like that type of science that then they're like this is my tattoo and can you get a matching heavily feathered long toenailed dinosaur (laughs) to prove your love to me (laughs) oh my god yeah and did you yeah I didn't but I honestly am not opposed to making mistakes with my body (laughs) 
Yeah, I get that. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Well, I have to add quickly, I dated a guy who was also obsessed with dinosaurs. And I also, every gift was, every gift was a dinosaur. I, I also bought him a dinosaur notebook. I do- yes. bought him a dinosaur, like, plushie, like a plush yep. toy. Because I was like, I, I don't know what to get you anymore, so I'm just going to buy you dinosaur stuff. Yeah, I'm so glad that this is, like, a relatable thing. This kind of crosses over. It was a great thing for a significant other to be obsessed with because it's, like, not that weird, you know? It's, like, kind of endearing and then lots of merch. Lots of merch opportunities. Well, look, we will be back to talk actually about real dino info right after this. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Okay, so here's the thing. Dinosaurs roamed the Earth about, like, over 200 million years ago. They went extinct, likely because of a comet, that whole thing that we all know from the movie Land Before Time. I can't remember if that happens at the end of that movie. I just know that they are really eating tree stars. Oh, my God. (laughs) Every reference that I have, I am now realizing you have no idea what I'm talking about. Hopefully there are listeners who do know what I'm talking about. I know Land Before Time. But it's not important to you. I feel like, yeah. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) This is so rough. Then they went extinct 65 million years ago. Like, what are we calling a dinosaur? You know what I'm saying? Like, is a snake a dinosaur? I know for sure is that we don't know what dinosaurs are. I have a kind of wild card to throw in there. And dinosaurs are archosaurs, which is a larger group of reptiles. So they're okay. like a whole other thing entirely. They are reptiles, but they're ar- they're like a broader classification of reptiles. What else is in there? Do you know? Uh, dinosaurs. Because then, okay, then reptiles evolved from dinosaurs, if that makes sense. So archosaurs are bigger. They're like a bigger classification. Oh. And then from archosaurs, including dinosaurs, we get reptiles. What now, about chickens? If that makes sense. Uh, fuck. I don't know. I've seen things in modern times that I look at them in their eyes and I'm like, I'm looking at a dinosaur. You know what I mean? Right, And that's 2023 (laughs) in the year of our Lord. So I feel like, and I could be too confident because that's something that is wrong with me. I feel like I would crush relationships with dinosaurs. Like, especially if the size isn't as frightening. Like, I feel like I would... Oh. If if we were at the same time, which I feel like there are certain things that I've seen that I'm like, you're a dinosaur. And I'm but like, see, we can I can handle this. When you say you've seen things that look like a dinosaur, are you talking about like a lizard? Like a lizard yes, that I you am. walk past on the street? Because there's so many lizards out here. And one of my favorite yeah. things to do is watch a lizard do push-ups. Boop. Me boop, too. Boop. So is that the kind of dino you're thinking you can fight? Little when they are doing, doing this, I'm literally like, this guy and I would be gym besties, you know? Yeah, you I'm get like, down this... and do a couple push-ups with them. Yeah. 
dinosaurs. Let's like name some of the scary ones, right? These are the classics that we know. This is like your T-Rex. Pterodactyl. Right? That is a giant. <laughs> yeah. Anything that yeah. can take flight is actually like, I'm definitely no. I'm definitely not okay with the flight ones. Oh, I'm, I get more into the um water ones. Because like in terms of scary. Because I'm not going to be in the air. Are you going to be in the water? Do you have to be submerged all the time? Get out of there. Yeah. I'm going to be doing some laughs. <laughs> the first thing you got to do. Okay. So T-Rex, raptors, oh, right. another classic one. Raptors that we know about. Velociraptors, we know about them. Um, there's also the like triceratops type of a thing. And so this Sexy. is the thing to say. Well, what is that? Yeah. That one like I like. Big, is that is that because you... Uh, I love a strong like a big, thickie. You do you know like what I mean? a big? Do you like a big horn? I love a huge tray horn. One, two, uh-huh. try. Yeah, I feel like that one too. I'm also really into being smushed, and I feel like that one could hurt me in a way that well, I like. That's, thank you for bringing up being smushed, because right, there's some. <laughs> there's You're some, welcome for bringing it up. <laughs> there are some herbivores, and like those ones, that's the ones that have like the horns or like the shielding body armor type stuff built onto their bods. And mm-hmm. then those ones, they just, they can trample. Like they can trample. Yes. Um, and the other ones that are carnivores, they'll just eat you with their giant teeth. Anything that has like a pointed mouth, whether it takes flight or not, I'm scared of. If they have flat teeth and flat feet, I'm like, you can be a pet now. Now you're a pet. I have a question for you guys, and I'm Uh really fascinated by this. Would you guys hypothetically, like, eat dinosaur like jerky? Yes. Wow. A hundred percent. Kind of gamey. Have both of you eaten sort of meats that are outside of the normative what have you had chelsea i've had like termites before that's not like a meat i'm trying to think of all things i've eaten termites yeah i've had termites before in what context um in in, i was in a jungle i was in a cave in a jungle (laughs) my guide was like do you guys want to eat these termites because like there are termites under if you guys want to eat them can i ask you if you have already survived the return of the dinosaurs because Maybe, this is yeah. a late <laughs> reveal. <laughs> I, it might have been prehistoric times. It felt like it. The reason I was so surprised, it's not that I, I obviously know that bugs are like a source of protein that people eat, but I was, I thought termites are very small. It's not an individual termite situation. Oh, just handfuls? Handfuls? Kind of, yeah. You like pick wow. up some termites. Okay. That's bulk eating. Well, that is not what I thought you were going to say, nor do I know whether to consider handfuls of termite meat. Rachel, have you tried anything th- that would fall more in a dino jerky situation? I've tried like goat and I've tried like alligator and, and human flesh as well. But those are my only three. <laughs> <laughs> Did the alligator kill the person? Did you eat the alligator and then, and then inside was the person you ate the person? Right, yeah. Or was it a plane crash? That's a different episode of this show. It was a (laughs) But nothing too too exotic, you know? Well, I feel like part of the reason I'm asking is because I feel like, so you said said gator. Mm Mm-hmm. That feels close. That feels very, very... That's a dinosaur. I feel like I can't be an authority on this anymore. What's a dinosaur? But (laughs) crocodiles... 
Crocodiles we and alligators are dinosaurs. immediately lost the thread on what's a dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> final question before we move into the actual survival portion. Cars, types of cars that are useful in a dinosaur attack. Obviously, we know, again, from the series Jurassic Park, that a Jeep is very important because you can look behind you through the open part of the Jeep, you know, or you can drive away in a very... Um, sort of picturesque manner. Like there's a lot that a Jeep offers, but if you had to choose a mode of transportation to flee a dinosaur, what would yours be? I'm really feel, I don't know why I'm, I'm really picturing. It's because I'm really visualizing myself trying to get away and the dinosaurs are huge. I'm picturing a limousine. Okay, because it's <laughs> modern time. I'm in a oh limo. With Wait, a what? bunch is it of like skilled a Hummer limo? people. Like, is it a special or is it just like a regular like prom limo? Like, okay, kind of I limo? wish in my mind's eye it was the Hummer, but in reality <laughs> I was picturing a prom limo. White or black? But was yeah. it white or black? It was white. It was pure white. It's going to get filthy with those dinosaurs paws. Oh my God. This yeah. is actually quite smart. But like if you're escaping, it's fucking genius. Like there's so much room. Yes, you especially need it. if you really do need to pack it. Like, yeah, there's the people can sit, but also you can just stack folks. You know what I mean? You can just say, lay down and I'm going to smush you and you'd mm -hmm. be at the bottom, Rachel, because you love that very much. You know, I love to be smushed. Okay, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rachel, welcome back. You, nobody, you didn't go anywhere. I don't know why I said that. I we're all just here. We st we, we're all here the whole time. <laughs> why did I say that? <laughs> Look, unfortunately for us, there is no real government recommendation on how to survive a return of the dinosaurs, which honestly seems a little arrogant. Like, why do we think that's not going to happen? Let's get together some tips that actually Chelsea put together. Thank you, Chelsea. I don't know what dinosaurs are anymore, so... No, we don't know what they are, but actually your tips are good, even if they're not... Even if we don't know what they are. Because, like, okay, so the first tip that Chelsea came up with is in a situation where you are faced with a dinosaur, run. Run away quickly. Now, this is going to be tough because a T-Rex can run up to 25 miles an hour. So hopefully you got a head start. But remember, and this is very dark, Chelsea, very dark. You don't actually have to outrun the dinosaur. You just have to outrun your friend. <laughs> that is dark. <laughs> And that we can do. You don't have to be faster than the dinosaur, just faster than your slowest person around you to distract yeah, them. Yeah, Genius, yeah. honestly. Diabolical. Yeah, it's honestly, it's it's so smart. Um, Rachel, I know you run. You run. Oh, yeah. Like, you do trail running. I do trail running. I'm a distance runner. Okay, this is another suggestion from Chelsea. Mask your smell. Because T-Rexes, their brains, like, let, I mean, I think, I think Chelsea's right in assuming that we're all imagining surviving a T-Rex. A T-Rex's brain, yes, dinosaur brains are small, but their brain shows unusually large olfactory regions for a dinosaur in the T-Rex brain. So mask your smell. 
I mean, you're going to rub. This is like when you get into like an oozy, like you try to find like a really sick, oozy, muddy pond and go all the way under and see if you can hold your breath. Do you spend time in your life masking your smell and what do you use? Masking my smell. You know, I'm dousing myself in cologne anytime I'm leaving the house. Because I've been around you recently. You smelled great. And can I ask you like notes of? It's cedar. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like... It's like um, mahogany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pine. It is right. like a deep, masculine type of earthy, queer musk. Oaky cigar. Well, here's another thing I'll say, because you're imagining, oh, I'm going to use this to get away from a T-Rex. But what about an herbivore? Mm -hmm. There you are smelling like a delicious little tree snack, and up you get snatched. Because actually, <laughs> big dinosaurs like Triceratops... They're not like so cute. They're not your friends. They could be ill-tempered. Lots of people get killed every year by like bison or water buffalo. They're also herbivores. You know, the same way that you can get trampled by those folks, you can get trampled by the triceratops. But then especially if you're if you're Rachel or me, I've got some cedary smelling stuff. You got to watch out because they might leafy right up. God, I'm just so worried because I've never been described as something that really resonates with me, which is, I think you said earthy little tree snack. And I do feel like that is me in in a, in a sentence. <laughs> An earthy little tree snack. Actually, yeah. That transitions to our next zone because obviously you're also going to want to have some kind of protection. So... What you really need is a gun. You need a big, giant gun. You need a big, giant dinosaur gun. And you got to be a good shot. So I'm actually going to head right to the gun range after this and make sure I brush up my skills because right now they are non-existent. Have you ever shot a gun? I have actually shot a gun. Have you? I have a, in my childhood, like, you know, when you're a kid in the Midwest and they're kind of like, here's a rifle. Yeah. And you're like nine. Um, and But I tried it in my adult life thinking like, well, I did this when I was a kid, went to the shooting range, was so loud. I had a panic attack, didn't touch a gun, went back to my mom's minivan, FaceTimed my girlfriend and cried. So am I going to get eaten by a dinosaur? Most definitely. <laughs> I think the most important thing that I will say just to wrap your participation on the show, Rachel, is this is Chelsea's ultimate suggestion. And honestly, I think it's pretty good. She suggested to try to turn the dinosaurs against each other. Essentially, a dino civil war. Okay, Chelsea, two of your suggestions have been buck wild. <laughs> two of them have been diabolical. Are you okay? <laughs> Chelsea! Chelsea, when you suggested this, can I just ask you a real quick question? How did you think this would start? I think it would be like a culture wars thing among the dinosaurs. Of all the things I thought you were going to say, what do you think the pressing cultural issue between dinosaurs would be in 2023? I think it would be uh, how, to, how to govern themselves and who should be who should be in charge of governing themselves. Mm. So like a socialism versus like, it, it would it would be very political. Um, yeah, the 1% yeah. and all that. Yes, the 1% of dinosaurs. I do feel like the T-Rex does kind of feel like the right-wing conservatives of the group, you know, just kind of like always 
traditional, you know, very homophobic, <laughs> tiny hands, etc. Well, that's because we have a recent association with tiny hands. So I think that's honestly why you're going in that direction. I love what you both brought to, ta- to the table. I was going to say the most divisive issue between dinosaurs were they to return would be abortion. Right. Of course. Of course. I mean, the top of their list. Exactly. Somebody's like, every egg deserves yeah. to be sat on. The dinosaurs go, <laughs> they don't even all hatch. You go, this guy just stepped on my egg last week. Right. One of them goes, I don't even want to have eggs. I have. I want to go back to college. Right. Just something to think about. Yeah. Here's my two notes for dinosaurs. Number one, they are always in my mind and heart. And number two, we don't know what they are. Okay, we will be back to play What's in Cameron's Backpack right after this, but I want to thank you so much, Rachel Scanlon, for being a guest. And everybody that's listening to this show should go listen to Two Dykes and a Mic. It is very good. Thank you. Okay, now it's time for What's in Cameron's Backpack. I'll be given a series of scenarios related to a life-threatening event. Today, it's the return of the dinosaurs, and we'll have to explain how I'd survive. I have a backpack full of items, which could help, but unfortunately, it's been packed by producer Chelsea, and she maybe doesn't want me to survive. So, Chelsea, what am I up against, and what's in my backpack? Okay, Cameron, so, scenario one. The Imagineers at Disneyland have figured out how to clone dinosaurs, and they build a dinosaur exhibit over the lake in the middle of Epcot at Disneyland. So one day while you, Cameron, are visiting Epcot, a visitor has too much beer at the German beer garden and accidentally opens an unlocked door to the dinosaur enclosure, letting all of the dinosaurs out. So you're walking out of Remy's Ratatouille adventure and you don't even know anything went wrong when you hear screams and you see people sprinting away from you. Then a pterodactyl grabs you by the shoulders and takes off with you in its talons. Ooh. So here's what you got in your backpack. Oh, and also you have to get out of the pterodactyl's arms and then also break your fall. Just something to think about. There's a lot going on. So in your backpack, you've got A, a teddy bear, B, sandpaper, and C, an anvil. Oh, this is easy, the anvil. Because, you know, if you've ever watched cartoons, you know that there's going to be a moment, if I'm holding an anvil, there's going to be a moment where the pterodactyl looks down and realizes that there's something heavy that I'm holding. And it, so it'll be flying, but then once it realizes it's heavy, drops straight to the ground. But as you know, an anvil, if that falls on you or if you fall on it, you will go into a hole in the earth, you know, but you'll also survive. So yeah, easy, and it's definitely the anvil. Next question. Okay, here's scenario number two. So it's been 10 days since dinosaurs have been unleashed on Southern California from Epcot, and you're being chased by a T-Rex through the streets of LA, when suddenly your Jeep Wrangler runs out of gas. The T-Rex is about to catch up with you, and if it does, it will probably eat you. So here's what you got in your backpack, Cameron. A sailboat, glow sticks, And, of course, the Declaration of Independence. Oh, this is, again, simple. Uh, It's the Declaration of Independence. Because if I'm holding the Declaration of Independence, what I know for sure is that Nicolas Cage is looking for that. So if I'm holding the Declaration of Independence, Nicolas Cage is going to come from somewhere on a motorcycle. Like, that's how Nicolas Cage rides up in all times. So if I've run out of gas, all I need is a ride. Pop on the back of Nicolas Cage's motorcycle, off we go. Easy solution. Probably Cher is somebody I will also get to meet. And finally, scenario three. So 
It's been three months now since the dinosaurs have escaped from Epcot, and you have collected a herd of raptors and trained them as your own pets, a la Chris Pratt in the Jurassic World movies. So you're taking one of your raptors for a walk when it sees a rabbit and goes absolutely nuts. It breaks off its leash and it takes off running. You're calling after him desperately, but he's not listening and he won't come back to you, but you need him to protect you. So you gotta get him to come back to you somehow. Here's what you got in your backpack. A, a typewriter. B, a gallon of milk. And C, one of those my child is an honor student bumper stickers. Wow, Chelsea, you created these scenarios specifically to work with my intelligence and skill set. It's a gallon of milk. I have a dog who I love very much, Ruby. And one thing I know about animals is that if you just open the fridge, it doesn't matter what you're getting out of there, they will respond. They will respond by bringing themselves physically towards you. So if I have a gallon of milk, I'm not just holding that, it's in the fridge. I assume if the raptor gets loose, I go home, I open the fridge, that raptor's gonna come right quick back to me. Problem solved. All right, that was our discussion on surviving the return of the dinosaurs. Next, it's time for Thrive, Survive, or Take a Dive. Today, I'll decide how certain celebrities would manage if they came face-to-face with a T-Rex. See you in a second. All right, now it is time for Thrive, Survive, or Take a Dive, when producer Chelsea will give me three celebrities in an ultimate survival scenario. But here's the deal. All of these names have been picked from randomcelebritygenerator.com. I will have to explain who will thrive, who will survive, and who will take a dive. Chelsea, who am I choosing between? Okay, so yes, Cameron, I have genuinely picked these names at random from randomcelebritygenerator.com. And this week's names are... Paul Giamatti, Johnny Carson, and Jay-Z. So you have to decide which of these celebrities is going to like kick ass when they find dinosaurs, which one is going to get by just fine, and which one is going to, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on the celebrity, die. Well, I know who will thrive. That's Jay-Z. That man, he gets through anything. He turns a profit off of it. He's got beautiful sense of style. He's a wonderful husband in terms of his choices of partner, you know, like good job to him. So I think that man can get through it, right? In terms of who will survive, I think that's Paul Giamatti. Um, mostly because like he's such a talented actor and him against a T-Rex, I feel like he would do a solid T-Rex impression. And I think the T-Rex would be thrown off and assume that that actually is another T-Rex and going to attack each other, I think. So Paul is going to survive. And in terms of who's going to take a dive, it's Johnny Carson. Sure, I guess he's like charming, charismatic, but he doesn't have any particular skills against a T-Rex. Sorry, Johnny. Okay, let's wrap the episode. What have we learned? Well, termites can be eaten by the handful. Also, dinosaurs, pro-choice. Finally, a limo will help in any situation and... (laughs) It'll get you laid. Final question, would I survive dinosaurs returning to roam the earth or die trying? You know I'd survive, baby. I mean, I'm working on my 5K time, hopefully with Rachel's assistance. We'll be back every Wednesday with another episode of Survivor Die Trying. Survivor Die Trying is produced by Sony Music Entertainment. The executive producers are Jasmine Henley-Brown and Cameron Esposito. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana. Our producer for this episode is Chelsea Jacobson. Engineering is done by Sam Baer. 